When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast recording this one Wednesday, February 28th, a little bit earlier than usual. Thank God, as always, joined by Jason. How's it going? Good win streak. I forgot to change my little headline here. Good win streak comes to an end. Mm-hmm. Have some thoughts about the past week, but excited to get into it. So what's that? Uh, two and one with Morgan Riley back in the lineup, or is that one and one? I think it's one it and one. Five game suspension, right? And we were on a seven game win streak. So two and one, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Two and one. All right. Um, anyways, he played like ass last night. So who cares? Um, when an offensive defenseman creates zero offense, it's usually not a very good night. And he went ma- minus four. So we're going to talk about last night. We're going to talk about the Avalanche game. Um, we're going to slip in the Coyotes game in there too, because I've got some, got some numbers thoughts about the Coyotes game that I thought were very, very interesting. Because if you missed it and you just looked at the numbers, it was a very confusing game. But I want to explain that. I want to get deep into that. Um, we had a little debate on Simon Benoit. Um, I think last night just like, no, no right-handed defenseman in the lineup last night is insane. So we're going to get into that. What was the other part that you told me to say? You didn't. Uh, the new lines. And the like new, new lines. Age. Are they new actually age. optimal? Are the new yeah. lines actually optimal? Or are we just looking at, hey, the results, we're winning. Why wouldn't the new lines be good? We got a mm-hmm. hat-trick from Bobby McMahon. We got a hat-trick from Tyler Bertuzzi. We got a hat-trick from Austin Matthews. Why wouldn't the new lines be good? Well... We'll dive into it. But first, 2024 is here in full swing, and that means it's time for a New Year's resolution check-in with our friends at Manscaped. Newsflash, it's never too late to level up your grooming game and keep your bush tamed. Manscaped's new Lawn Mower 5.0 is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're going for a trim or that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use our code RINKRAT, that is R-I-N-K-R-A-T, for 20% off and free shipping. The ball has dropped, but don't drop the ball on your balls. Jason, have you run this past week? Yes, I've ran. I've actually ran twice. So Monday's my rest day. Like when I'm talking about this past week, it's Wednesday today, rest in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, both, both ran plan to run Thursday. Friday is a like workout, not run. And then Saturday, Sunday also running. So I've been sticking to the schedule. It's been good. That's huge. Who who yes. made your schedule? Just you or? Uh, I found a plan online. It's like a whole oh, thing. Nice. It's like for training for a, a half marathon. So yeah, nice. it should be fun. Fair and why didn't you respond to my message where I asked, should we use every dollar we've made from this podcast <laughs> on a Leafs away pod, uh, way game? Because you know my answer and it's the wrong, it's the incorrect thing to say. <laughs> like it's the, you're going to say you no. Have, 
I would say yes, but then, but that's also just the wrong thing to, you know what I mean? Like it's the wrong, it's thing the wrong to thing to do, but like, why not? <laughs> I really want to do it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right. I think it would be the best use of funds for like entertainment purposes. But anyways, right. I forgot to say, we got to talk about Joseph wall. Yes. Cause there's a chance he it. could, I don't think he's been activated yet. Has he look no, that up? But he's, is he not with the team? Like he's with the team, he's but not with active. the team. He's not starting for the Marlies anymore. I can tell you that for free because the Marlies Still on play. LTR. Damn it. The Marlies play right now, and I believe he's not with the team. He made the start Friday. I think they just wanted to start him Friday, and they haven't posted the lines yet. But I don't think he's with the Marlies right now. I think they just wanted to give him that one start. And guess what? He looked really, really good. He looked like the Joseph Wool that we saw robbing the Ottawa Senators over and over and over and over again. His skating is incredible. His reads still looked very good. Looking through traffic, I think he missed on like one, but still he made the recovery. Flexibility looks great. Everything looks so good. Can I take over the screen and show what I am talking about? For sure. All right. And so I'm I'm excited for him to be back because like, like we talked about last week, uh, there was a lot of um, what's it called? Our, our, we talked about our save percentage and how it would, how it's changed over the the the, fir- the games, the yeah. first couple of games of the season, the first forty games till mm-hmm. the last twenty ish. Um, and it's just we you saw just the impact with him in. We already knew how good he was, how good a save percentage was, how poorly it was without him, right? And it's it's been better as of late. But he'll come in, help stabilize it, and he'll play above what we're currently getting uh, right now, save percentage wise. Hopefully, like you would think that just based on how exactly. he's played so far. And even then, like Ben Cernick, I was messaging with him today. He was on Instagram. He posted something like, ask me a question. He was gushing about Joseph Wool. And he said, like, the way that the team plays in front of you changes. Like, they're willing to take more offensive risks. They're willing to play a more free-flowing style. They don't have to. Mm. They're not nervous and tense if they trust the goalie behind them. So that's also a key to put in there as well. Um and he's a huge, huge Joseph Wolf fan. As we had him on in the summer, he was just singing his praises. So that's always great to see. So we Joseph Wolf, am I on the screen right now? I can't yeah, you're see. Good, you're good. You're okay, good. perfect. Joseph Wolf's start against Laval Rocket. I want to just, I'm going to throw out the summary stats to start before we even get to a puck movement here. The Marlies gave up 37 shots in this one. He hadn't started a game since December 7th. They he gave they the Marlies gave up 37 shots. He made 36 saves. On top of that, these weren't just like shots from the outside, low danger shots. Laval had nine power plays. They had a five on three for it seemed like the entire second period. This was an extremely difficult game. And what's funny is, oh, he's coming back off of injury. You want to kind of ease him in. He didn't get eased in. You know who got eased in? Hildeby the next day had like 19 shots on goal. So kind of funny there. But I'm going to play this first save right here. This was his first shot since December 7th. Take a look at this. Welcome back to the league. Joseph Wall. Nice little rush opportunity. Makes the save. He's square. Okay. This was another beauty right here. Ah, never mind. Just shows he was tight to the post. This one, he lost it. I actually don't. I want to skip this one because it wasn't the greatest play. But 
this play right here, this is the goal that they scored against him. But I actually love this play from him, and this it just shows how shit the Marley's defense or bad. Sorry, I'm trying to lean off the swearing. The Marley's D was in front of him. Watch, puck goes down low, puck goes cross crease. He makes the save, and then they just jam it in. Like it, it, it's an awesome save by him and watch the, the decision-making in the reads here. Puck goes down low puck is in that golden triangle that I've talked about. Okay. It's an appropriate time to go into the RVH. He look at the head. Look at the, the scan by him as well. Oh, I know I've got a guy back door. I know that this guy might actually try to jam it as well. I'm going to go RVH. I'm going to cover that short side. I'm going to cover the upper part of the net as well. He's coming out. So Joseph Wool's got that short side sealed, nice and easy. Pass back, goes back door. Look at the flexibility, post to post. Everyone thinks it's in. Nope, stopped, and then they jam it in afterwards. Unfortunate. That's the worst feeling ever when you make a huge save and then just the rebound. Oh, they scored on it. Oh, okay, thanks, guys. Thanks. Anyways, just save after save after save. His reads look post to post, nice and easy. Watch it. Like, this is... This is perfect. This is not something you're going to see from the Leafs' two current goaltenders. Not to say I have some positive things to say about Samsonov episode, uh, Samsonov this episode, but you're not going to see this from him. Goes into the RVH. Okay, I'm stealing the short side. I'm stealing the passing lane because I know that they've got a guy in front of the net here. Okay, that's sealed off. Awesome. Oh, you're gonna go. You're gonna go on for the wraparound right there. It goes in tight. Okay, got him there too. Look where the stick position is by him as well. If he tries to send this in front as a pass, that's perfect stick position. Seals that perfect again. Just perfect, perfect, perfect. Look at this. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit here. This is all on on Twitter, by the way. Uh, this was a per- beautiful save. One timer opportunity. Nice and square. Not even nice and square, gets to his spot, is able to stop and get his feet set on that one, diffuses the situation. The five, as you can see here, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should, three, like 312 left in the power play. My, they did not give this guy a break whatsoever in this one. Uh, There was a few other great saves here on the five on three. Just, I'm going to let it run because these are, I don't even think you need an analysis here. Just, oh, okay. Nice pass across. I'm going to stop that one. Okay, I know where everyone is on the ice. Nice and easy save. No rebound. Shot through traffic. Stopped. No problem. Read through traffic again. Doesn't matter where that puck is going. He's going to make that save. Like, just the Marley's D couldn't do anything in front of him. But he had it all covered. He He looked well above the competition. Nine power plays against including a five on three and they scored one on the power play laval scored one on the power play and it was that chance that i just showed you he was incredibly good in this one he looked well above everyone in this one i loved his scanning in this one he just knew where the puck was going to be he was covering but he wasn't cheating at the same time his movement looked great i was floored with joseph wall how do i stop sharing here you're good. You're, you're stopped right now. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. Uh, In summation, he looks fantastic. I compared clips of that game to clips against Ottawa. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. He looks – there's probably a slight difference, but I'm not noticing it. So, that's my takes on Joseph Wall. He's back. He's back, and I want him in the net 
ASAP. If they listen, I agree with you. If they want to take their time with him, fine. That's fair. Let's get him back a hundred percent. But like the sooner sure. the better for him because I'm excited. He's I'm the just just as you like, I'm excited to get him back. He is the starter and he'll be the game he one starter, starter, as we've been saying all season that we kind of we kind of predicted a preseason and saying like, hey, this he's he's the guy. So uh, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to have him back when he is healthy and when he's exactly ready. like the the thing is like Samsonov hasn't been bad at all. Mm. Samsonov hasn't been mm. bad in my opinion. He's been that was a well timed burp right there. Nice. That's I, I I set it all up and I was uh and then I burped. Nice. Anyways, um, he's been okay. He's just been okay. He's been better than the other goaltender that the Leafs have been playing against when the other goaltender just hasn't been that good. Like he was pretty good against Colorado, made some good saves there, pretty good against Philadelphia. Uh, what are some other games we have here? Like the the Blues, did he start against that one? No, oh, yeah, it was 15 saves, Schief, whatever. Uh, against the Yotes, I think that was Martin Jones. He was okay there. Mm-hmm. The Knights, I believe that was Samsonov. Again, they didn't. It was a 7-3 game. Who cares? The Avalanche, pretty good game there, I would say. Like, him and Jones have been okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jones gave up a pretty weak one against the uh, the Yotes, but they, they, they're they okay. That's it. Which means if your goaltending is just going to be okay, in the playoffs, you're going to have to blow the other team out of the water. Like, yeah. look at the goalies they might be facing. Right now, It's it could be... It could be uh, Boston or Florida right now is how it's kind of projecting out to be. Detroit keeps winning. If Detroit keeps winning games at this pace, I mean, it, the, what if the Leafs run into the Rangers? Okay, so yeah. what, what are our options here? Swayman, Allmark, Bobrovsky, or Shesterkin? Hmm. Hmm. You're not winning the goaltending battle. You're not coming close if you have Samson or Jones. I'm not saying Joseph Wall is going to outplay those guys, but it'll be a little closer, I think. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's uh, greener pastures yeah. are just over the hill. <laughs> That's a, an actual saying. No, that is a saying. I think it sounds like a saying. If it's not a saying, then you, you did a good job. Hey, look at that. that off the cuff. Anyways. Um, no, yeah. Excited for what Joseph Wall to come back. Do, do you do you send down Martin Jones? If uh, I think you try to Joseph keep Walker's three on? at all costs because an injury would be devastating. They're they're terrified to play hell to be. So I yeah. think they're going to try to keep Martin Jones at all costs. Okay, right? I don't know if I, I believe the number works, but I, I'm. I, I, oh, you would work. The Rangers, never mind. It, if it oh, works, actually, you might play the Rangers. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, it, it works. There's cap space. Never mind. Never mind. Exactly. Scratch that. <laughs> so you're just gonna have to. You're gonna have to send down like one of Pontus Holmberg. Probably Pontus no. Holmberg. You what? have to, or or sorry, one of the defensemen. Oh no! No, you have to send down like Legacy or or, or Lejoy. Did they call up Lejoy? He's like on their roster technically right now. Like, would that be enough? Yeah, that that would be enough. It's it's only it's not number wise. You just it you it, they're at twenty three re, like roster players right now mm-hmm. without Wall. So when if Wall comes in, someone has to be sent down. Yeah, but you have okay. two. I I would argue you have two disposable defensemen that you can send down. So. In okay. Lajoie or like Loggerson? Yes, yes. Loggerson. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's those two that you could send down. I wonder what's going on with Timothy Logren. He did not play against the Vegas Golden Knights. He was a game-time decision, which mm. is huge because he's apparently just the only defenseman that's right-handed. 
And now you're even in a bigger hole because TJ Brody can't play the right side. So last night against the Knights, the Leafs literally just saw, I know we're all over the place on this episode, but we literally just saw Sheldon Keith like point to guys. Hey, you, can you play the right side? I don't care if you say yes or no, get out there on the right side. Like, that was one point. Benoit was playing the right side. They decided Morgan Riley to start playing the right side. Every, you play the right Loggerson, play the rights, everyone right side. And I I don't have the numbers on it, but it felt like a lot of turnovers were occurring on the right side of the ice. Yeah, it's and it's just like, I mean, you don't, it's not ideal when you have guys playing every single guy on your team is left handed. So it's just, it's it also, I was also thinking about it as well. It's harder to, I feel like it's slightly harder to defend zone entries because if you're on, that side like if you're on your offside like defending like you know what i mean with with like with yeah. how you would hold your stick it'd, it'd be like one hand versus two hands so it's like a little feels like it's a little bit harder and your positioning of your body is going to be like a lot different there's a lot of factors that goes into playing your offside that would just well, mess I feel with like you when, if you're just plucked yeah. out and just be like hey you have to do it tonight it's like oh, okay well mentally it's, so it's tough think about it like the motion that you have to do and like the what you're doing with your feet essentially to like cut off the player and to angle them on the zone entry there, it's, it's different. You're just switching yeah. feet, but if you're used to yeah. one way your entire career and you have to switch to the other, you know, if you're Morgan Riley, who your feet aren't that nimble, we'll say um, to begin with, you know, it's going to be a lot more difficult. So that is a very good point there. So but, before, before we, uh, no, we recorded our last episode before the the second Vegas, the first Vegas game. Excuse me. How do you feel the first yeah. game compared to the second game? How do I feel about a seven three win versus a six two loss? <laughs> I don't know. That's a dumb question. My bad. I don't know. How do I feel? <laughs> I felt pretty good the first one. Then, like it was just over before it even began. What was it? Four mm-hmm. nothing before it even began. It was funny because. Both of those games, the Leafs came out of the gate so hot where Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, game's over. Like, we can go to bed early. Did I? No, obviously not. Uh, But then, like, what's it called? Both those, but they let both of the teams back into it. The Yotes game, it was 3 2 for the Leafs. They're sorry, they were up 3 0, came 3 2, and then Nick Schmaltz hit the crossbar. Imagine he scores that. It's a tie game on the road. You know, it's mainly Leafs fans, so who still technically it's just a home away from home kind of thing. But yeah, fair. yeah. Like, how did I feel? Well, one game they won seven three. The other they lost six two. Like, a lot better, obviously, the first one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like with the context of like the left hand D situation, no power, one power play. Um, like that, too. that like feel like I'm okay with the second one, but obviously I, I like the play in the first one a lot more. I guess that's like kind of how they I started. Feel, right? Okay. That's, that's part of the Do reason you why get they... into the games. Just yeah. Let's, let's, let's game. get, let's get okay. into them. Yeah. Last night, like they, they started. Okay. The start was not that bad. Right. Like mm. I don't, like, even Sheldon Keefe said it, they started. Okay. They got a couple good chances here and there, but, then they tried to, he said, these are his words. They tried to do too much. And then that's where they got into trouble. On top of that, what you mentioned with the power plays, like the Leafs power play that they got seemed like it had some momentum. I 
thought it kind of looked like they were trying to attack right off the entry. And we saw that from a couple passes from Nylander to Matthews right away. But I would have loved to another power play to see if that was the case. But I can't, my, my theory can't be proven. But then it just kind of spiraled and they, again, like I think you said off air or on air, I can't remember which one, they gave up the big event plays mm-hmm. and yeah. it was game over. Like that, that breakaway from Barbashev is just, that's in a killer. tight, tight game like that where Vegas played really well defensively, that's a killer. Well, if you look at the first three goals, I, I didn't say that on air, but yeah, that's that's what that's what I was like. That's why I'm like okay with the game. It's like okay, like overall, they, I thought they played well, but they got like every big event negative they gave up was just, they they like Vegas scored. Obviously, you can't be doing that stuff, but it's not like if that starts to become a habit, then I'll be like a little bit more pissed. But I think yeah. that was more so just a, a victim of the situation that they were put in there. So like the first goal, obviously, like you mentioned, the breakaway, like Riley loses his man, you can't do that. That, listen that's that's just that stuff happens the second one i think second goal max omi just like not like just oh, not manning up who's ghost? yeah but like like listen it's that's on both like both those both morgan riley and max Domi need to communicate and say like like either max Domi didn't know that riley was on that guy or something went wrong there you got to know and be aware that there's someone in front of the net there's got to no, be communication that's just, there that's just max Domi not knowing where to be yeah, so the thing but, is what happened on that play was the, the player came around the net and Brody was with him. Brody was with him. Brody was with him. And Brody followed that player all the way up to the point. Mm-hmm. From that point there, Morgan Riley had his guy in front and Mason Morelli, it was, snuck up from behind the net to the front. Max Domi didn't scan one bit. He, had, he was blinders on staring at the puck and he just got caught. Like when you look at the picture here, I took a screenshot and I posted on Twitter and Max Domi is literally like, he's a good distance away from the guy that Riley has. And he's just standing in his own world. That's just a result of not, not scanning. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Neither like just someone on the ice has to pay, be able to pick that up and, and be looking out for that. But yeah, again, so like there, there's another one. And then the third one, like you had a, I don't know if it was a dump in or a carry in. I think it was a dump in. And John Tavares, oh, like John he Tavares. had, he had two outlet hand. passes, both TJ Brody and Morgan Riley didn't make that pass, ended up losing the puck there. Morgan Riley on the ice. I don't I think he didn't realize like he forgot to switch sides back to with, with TJ Brody because TJ Brody looked like he was playing the left side there being mm-hmm. net front. And Morgan Riley was still like on the other side of the ice. I don't know if he was waiting for a pass. No, from Riley was playing what, right side last night though. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So oh. like he was on the left side. Oh, okay. Like he was, Sorry. he was to the left of TJ Brody in our oh. zone. The puck was on the right side of the wall, the right side mm-hmm. of the zone. And he was on the other, on the other side of the ice. I don't know if he was expecting a rim from uh, John Tavares. That might've been what it was, but he was like, kind of like circling. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. know if he was just getting carried away thinking that, Hey, maybe I gotta be, I want to get this puck so I can go up ice or yeah. I'm like, just again, not you said again, regardless like, though, Tavares had enough options. Like he just tried to have made a weak absolutely. backhand play. Absolutely. So like, again, those big negatives yeah. happen and it's all of a sudden it's three, nothing. It's like, well, you guys look great, but then one, one, two, three mistakes compound into a three, nothing game. And yeah. you're basically, you're basically toast there. So yeah, like that's why I'm like, again, not too mad about the game, but again, if, if those start to become habits, then I got issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Riley minus four Brody. What was he? Minus four. Yeah. Nylander minus four. Domi only minus two. That's surprising, but 
whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know. The, they, like, it, Vegas played a tight defensive game. You got to give them a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Somehow only ended up with one power play. So that's also kind of a backbreaker there, but you didn't get much offense from Matthews Marner at five on five. It felt like it was, it it was, it was just like an ugly, it was an ugly game. It was a, who was going to make the first mistake kind of thing. And And the Leafs made more mistakes. Exactly. What can you attribute it to? Well, six left-handed defensemen. And one line that, you know, probably could have been better on defense. Like when you look at that fourth goal, like that's Domi trying to Domi tried to chip Petrangelo. I felt like he could have got back a little faster. And then mm-hmm. Nylander trying to get ahead of himself and get an easy exit, but then gets stripped at the blue line. And then the puck goes back the other way and off a rebound. It's in the back of the net for four to one game right there. Yeah. Like. That's also kind of a backbreaker there. Was it high? Was it a high stick? Apparently not. I don't know. So yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> what are your, what were your thoughts on the Abs game? I feel like that kind of got lost in the shuffle because like it's it was on it Saturday. Was up and down. Couple, it was it was an up and removed. Mm-hmm. Bertuzzi played awesome in that one. Shout mm-hmm. out to him. Hat trick. Post. Few good defensive plays. Few few good blocks. Really liked how he played. But in that one, that one could have got away away from them quickly they got that power play goal they got back into it that was extremely fortunate i think samsonov played pretty well in that one and that also was a a big deciding factor but like i don't know It, it was a it was an up and down game it was very very up and down we'll say and i guess that's what happens when the abs depth i'm not a huge fan of it so that's what happens when you know you're playing the avalanche like you have your one lines mckinnon mccarr rantanen and then the other lines it's like not mckinnon mccarr rantanen <laughs> we'll say yeah so yeah no that's that's a good way to got, put it if, yeah and you had some good bounces in that one like yeah. when you think about the bounces like there was one play where the abs i think it was the guy they traded they got from Tampa Bay. I can't remember his Ross Colton had his mm. arms up in the air. Thought he scored. Nope. That bounce didn't go in one play where they had a good chance one way back the other way. It was underneath Samsonov. Was it like, it was very, very close to the line. That one didn't go in. There was another Parisi play, like very, very, very close. The McKinnon got a chance with one second left in the game started from his own end down to the other one. That one didn't go in. You got fortunate with the bounces, but it wasn't a, great 60 minute effort but you know up and down and up and down and up and down and you were able to weather the storm and that's hockey sometimes the bounces go your way sometimes they don't that night they definitely went the leafs way right yep. no that's fair what, what did you think about the power for the, the new sort of new look power for the tally Bertuzzi on on uh not really new i guess we'll, we'll talk about this mm-hmm. in the next little I, segment but i was just thinking it because like again he scored on the power play there right so do you feel like it worked yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe We're maybe talk we'll say that it with the lines, but I I think this is yeah. a good starter point for sure. Yeah. To me, Tavares going down to line three and Tavares being taken off the first power play shows that he's injured. This is not the captain going, oh, I gotta I gotta take a step back here. I'm not as good or whatever. Right. To me, it's he's injured. He's got a rib. Like the game after he stays out, 
he's out because of an injury, that's when they decide to shift up the power play. He plays the net front. What's get yeah. what's going on in the net front of the power play? Yeah, a lot smash, of smash, smash, yeah. smash, smash. Where is he injured? Right on his rib. I feel like Tyler, I, I, but I do. If if I'm I'm just speculating on my part hmm. there. However, I do really like getting Tyler Bertuzzi more involved, more involved in the offense. Like when you look at it, like you brought in these new guys. You're playing Domi ten fifty a night or whatever. You're playing Bertuzzi second line, but then again, no power play at all, which he's always been a first power play guy in his career. He's very capable in the net front too. So I I like, even if this is temporary, I do like getting a new guy involved in the offense. And you know what? It paid off, right? So it was was good to see. And it's great to have that insurance option there in Tyler Bertuzzi. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like. I guess we'll just get into the the new new lines here. Then I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Tavares before, looked terrible last night. Yeah, uh, I was I was gonna say that, but before we he talk about those, before we talk about the new new lines, I'm gonna talk to you about some other lines that we uh, you might be familiar with. We're talking about DraftKings, lines. not those kind of lines. <laughs> okay, DraftKings betting lines. <laughs> DraftKings betting lines. We know that the we know hockey moves fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week new customers can get five bucks and get two excuse me bet five bucks and get instantly 200 uh bonus bets 200 dollars in bonus bets oh my gosh fumbling my words a lot here uh yeah so that's just five bucks bet five bucks you get 200 instantly in bonus bets and i mean again we're doing a little update here on the on the odds for austin matthews to win the heart trophy because you know Feels like all 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 seasons. He hasn't scored in two games. Disrespected. Done. I know it's crazy. Let's it's see how that affect. Let's let's see how that affected his uh his hard odds. And it's actually he's now first in the heart uh, con- uh heart uh betting odds. He's he, a week ago he was fourth. Two weeks before that he was fourth by a, by a mile. Uh, I think twelve to one he was something like that. And now he's plus one ninety five. So uh, seems like the tides have turned on the sentiments around the Austin Matthews for the heart conversation. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Seven seven or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Crazy. I actually didn't expect. I didn't realize Austin Matthews was like, plus 195 to win win the heart now it's kind of crazy how that that turned but anyways here we are crazy things who's leading is it kucherov Ma- uh matthews is he's the, oh, the leader shit. they're bad. all like they're all like around plus 195 plus oh, 200 okay. plus 210 like they're all very close but i mean matthews still has on favor right now exactly so let's get into the lines i have in front of me 
the expected goals for from the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And guess what? The Leafs went six and one in those games. Yeah, I guess six and one in those games. One, two. Five of them, though, they were under 50% expected goals for at five on five, believe it or not. Isn't that crazy? And three, four, yeah, four of them, they were below 50% scoring chances for percentage. Mm -hmm. And actually in three of them, they were in the 30s for scoring chances for percentage. But what's funny about this, guess which game that they were below 50%. There was one game that's it's very, very funny that they were below 50% for in both those categories. Was it Arizona? No. No, well, it was actually. They were below 40% in that game. Oh. An even funnier one. Uh, Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim. Okay. They won that game 9 2. <laughs> that might be a score effects <laughs> thing, though. No, like, might just be like they they ran up the score. They slapped them in the third, though. Yeah. The true. Leafs never know. really gave up. It wasn't like it was yeah. 9 0 in the first. It was, what, 3 or 4 0 in the first, couple goals in the second couple goals in the third like they just continually and yet the chances for chances against don't show that because well that's a small sample size expected goals thing i I do want to mention though the coyotes game they were below 40 percent expected goals for and scoring chances for at five on five why is that that doesn't include four on four there was a good amount of four on four hockey in that game Right. When you look at power play, just five on four power play, one goal for the Coyotes, one goal for the Leafs. What made the difference there? Well, there was a five on three in there as well. Right. You can't just look at the five on five scoring chances for scoring chances against. Sometimes you got to dig a little deeper. Some games are a little bit weird. That Coyotes game in particular was pretty weird because the Leafs have, I was like, they have their top guys are very, very, very good at four on four, especially like mm. yeah, Max Nylander and Matthews are yeah. incredible at four on four. And I forget, I think yeah. it was Nylander scored at four on four in that one. So, yeah. and on top of that score effect, as you mentioned, like I well, Coyotes made it a one goal game, so I don't know how much score effect you can put into there. But I do want to say, I will say, Karel Vamelka had a bit of a tough game in that one. Well. <laughs> He, he looks very he looks very frustrated. He's like, what he am is. I supposed to do? So uh so yeah, yeah, what are your thoughts on the new lines then? Like what like like do you feel like it works, uh, doesn't work, optimal, suboptimal? What's where is the issue? Where is the right? Like what's here's where I'm at right now. I don't love I think I think Tyler Bertuzzi looks better when he has two faster players with him. Okay. Right. So like that's where like Tavares Nylander was pretty good. I think it's more optimal when he has two faster players though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. Two, I think Tavares is looking really hurt right now. So you don't really have that third line center option. Like I I, I like last night he looked like a bag of bones. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I think Mike Johnson even said at what point do you like kind of sit him. To, to get his health back to a hundred percent because that's what it yeah. that's how it looked last night so when you also look at it Tavares 
Robertson and McMahon, that line mm-hmm. there, they're well, they're below 50% expected goals for, but their goals for is like five to one when they're on the ice together at five on five, that is. Okay. Their PDO though is at 109. Okay. That's coming down. Like yeah, you just know that's sure. coming down for sure. For sure. Matthew, or sorry, Nylander, Domi, Bertuzzi right now, they're, I want to say 40% expected goals for, but then, okay, they generate some very good chances because they're very fast. It's very, a lot of rush chances. But then when you look at it, like their save percentage on five on five on a save percentage is like 850. And why is mm-hmm. that? Well, you got two guys that are not very good defensively. And even Bertuzzi has his warts defensively. He's not very good at skating the puck out. Yeah, that's a big part of it too, even though it does block a ton of shots, which is nice to see. I don't feel like they're quite optimal yet. I okay. feel like a couple adjustments. I like splitting. I like having those three options though, where it's like, okay, you have Matthews Marner, you have Nylander on one line, Nylander's with Bertuzzi too, so that should work. And then you have Tavares on a third line. He's trying to elevate a couple guys that, you know, are utility guys, we'll say. But I don't feel like it's quite there. I feel like the wins have masked that. And that's from, like, power play has been good recently. Like, you've gotten, you've run into some pretty shitty goaltending and teams that are not playing that that well. I feel like adjustments need to be made. And I will say this, I feel like you need to take Pontus Holmberg off the fourth line. I think he's got a well-rounded game and it's complete enough for you to help one of those lines. The only thing is, it's like who gets bumped down, number one. Number two, like, if anything, I think you're right with the the going back a little bit earlier with the John Tavares stuff, just sit. Because like he's, he's been, he's been like, hasn't been good the last if we're going to be honest like five on five life he, he hasn't been good the last two years and that's like oh no and it's not it's not like a small sample thing we have like almost uh, like over a hundred games of him just not oh, yeah. like like literally being like a, a a third line or worse quality player especially like analytically like and if he's not playing on the power play that's like the only thing he is that's the only way he was somewhat carrying his carrying excuse me his weight so i think like if he's hurt, just sit. Like it does nothing. Like it, honestly, like if I'm being honest right now, the way he's playing, it's hurting us more with him playing than him just sitting. And maybe that's a bad take, but no, that's uh, I, 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 I don't, agree. I don't think it, it it works. Also, again, like you said, it'll give opportunity for other guys to like step up and see if maybe they can play there because end end game wise, like I don't think John Tavares in the playoffs is going to work at center. Like I don't know if that's going to work. So, um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, we'll like we'll cross that bridge when we get over, and that's mm-hmm. like a that's more of a luxury thing where if we have we feel like we have enough comfortable center, and we don't now, but who knows? Trade deadlines in a week and a half, and like who knows who we'll get. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like fit wise though, I think the the Domi line fits. Like they're terrible defensively, but the alternative is also still terrible defensively. Like who whatever line Nylander has been on mm-hmm. and played with, they haven't been good defensively, and that's just been true. I think it's for, amplified with Domi. I really maybe. don't like Domi defensively. It, maybe it, it might be it might be amplified then, but I still think they have offensive upside and and they're like kind of an annoying okay. line to defend against. So, like brain and eye test wise, I think it's a fit. Uh, and again, I know I said John Tavares should sit, but I, I really like Robertson's play so far. 
McMahon okay. maybe not like uh, a lock in for that line, but I really I've re- I've liked Robertson's play the last twenty games, so um, I'm just happy to see him get more opportunity there. So I'm 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 in for more tinkering, but I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think I I'm okay with keeping that second line the same. Yeah, and tinkering with the third line. Um, to your John Tavares point, the last four seasons points five on five points per sixty. 2021, 2.22. 21-22, he was at 2.1. Last season, he was at 2.09, so just a very small drop. Yeah, only a very small drop. This year, he's at 1.51. That's a pretty big yeah. drop right there. Right, like It's it's just not there for him at 5-on-5 five five anymore. He's 33 now. Like, it's... Yeah. With someone who's an effort-based skater and never had a good like his skating was his worst attribute like his entire yeah. career, it's like that was gonna happen. And like again, contract aside, like whatever, like we knew that we knew this was gonna happen, right? Like we knew when we signed him, the the first three and a half years were supposed to pay off the last three and a half mm-hmm. years. So, um, just that's just how exactly. it works. Age comes for all. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm okay with those lines, I guess. And yeah, we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, I, I think they need adjustments. I, I I'm curious to see how they rebound against the Coyotes. Um, you know, it, it, if they're gonna lose, I'd rather it be like this, where it's demoralizing, where the ref pisses all of you off, because I it should like this. I'm just thinking about it storyline wise. Like you'd think, okay, that now there's a reason to get up for the next game. You're a little bit pissed off. Your winning streak ended. It didn't end in the best fashion, right? Like you'd think you'd get a little pissed off for next game, but again, hockey's random. That is a narrative that's not proven and anything could happen, right? No game is connected to another one. Once one game ends, that's it. That's like there a team does not carry that on. Like they they can they it can happen based off of adjustments, but we've seen teams get slapped nine two and then win the next game. Mm. We saw that with the Leafs. What game is that? They got I think they won after they got smoked, like six one or seven one or something like that. We should remember this. I can't remember which game toast. that was though. Anyways, yeah. So you like the lines, you're saying keep the lines. I'm saying I think some more adjustments could be made. I will say this. The fourth line looks great. Ryan, how did Ryan Reeves at five on five last night? This is based off of my memory. He had more chances than Austin Matthews. Did he not? He had one to start the game and he scored off the rush. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know. Ryan Reeves was fantastic. What the hell's going on here? Since he's come back from injury, he's been terrific. And I think it's on. I, is it is is the Rangers game on Saturday too? He's gonna he's gonna yeah. have a hell of a week. Oh yep. So his three goals this year have come against the Blackhawks, who didn't play for them, but the Jets. That's a former team. That's a hometown team. And now the Vegas Golden Knights. So something about Ryan Reeves and former teams. We'll see if he can keep that rolling. Um, mm. Yeah, he's been. He's been great. I feel like maybe it's just been like when you looked at a lot of the, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know what it is. I think that rest just helped to get his knees right or something. He, 
He looks like he's a little bit faster. He looks like he's getting onto pucks more and actually, you know, he's able to keep pucks into the offensive zone. Like before this, that little break he had, we'll call it, I felt like he was slow to get to pucks. It gave the other team extra time with it and they were able to move it out and move it into the Leafs zone, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like now, whether that's system adjustments, whether that's him actually, you know, the rest was good for him, whether that's adding Pontus Holmberg to that line, he's looked a lot better. And that cannot be overseen because this was called by a lot of people the worst contract ever. And he's looked pretty decently. That, that, that was just bad hyperbole. I'm not, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not even gonna get into that. Anyways, well, I don't um, know. Minus twelve and fourteen games playing eight oh five a game or whatever it was, kind of makes you the worst player in the NHL, right? But I will say next year that one point three is the variable mount. So mm-hmm. whether we'll see what happens. Anyways, yeah. Just wanted to shout out Ryan Reeves there because he's been awesome. So has Pontus Holmberg and David Camp's been much better as a result too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh okay, just to close out here. Yeah. This the Benoit debate because friend of the show, Kevin Papetti, made waves a bit on Twitter this or on X, excuse me, this past week, where he where he mm-hmm. said, and I quote, I'm gonna quote the tweet word for word. I don't think the Leafs want to move him whatsoever, but Simon Benoit is only twenty five and probably has some trade value. I've liked the Benoit McCabe pair, but I think you have to open you have to be open, excuse me, to him, to moving him if he helps you get a true top four right D. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you want me to start or do you want to start? You start. You start. So I, first of all, I I dis- disagree with that because the okay. the whole the whole goal, just based on what he said, the whole goal here is for him to get for the Leafs to get a top four right D. Right, you're looking for a top four defenseman Correct. who plays the right side, right? But if you move Benoit. Who then plays the left side in your top four? Because guess what? Newsflash, he's been a top four left-hand D for us this year. He's put, up, he's put up the minutes. He's actually done very well analytically. I believe he's in the 80th percentile. If you compare him to Chris Tanev, and I don't know if that's who Kevin's talking about here when he says top four right D. If you compare him for, if you trade him basically for Chris Tanev, that is essentially a lateral move. And I don't think that helps the team out at all. Um, on top of that, if we're going to think about continuity with pairs, you have two of the three pairs already locked in place, in my opinion. Benoit, McCabe, Brody, Lilgren. Mm-hmm. What you're looking for is for someone to fill in that Morgan Riley spot beside Morgan Riley. That's what I think, right? Benoit, yeah. that top four right D, Benoit is what you're looking for. He doesn't play the right side, but that is basically what you've been looking for this whole time. Um, like You want someone who's big. You want someone who's physical. And guess what? He like he can contribute. He might be a black hole on offense, but again, who cares? I don't. I do not care about that. I do not care about that one bit. And then finally, this is the most important part. He had three right? good offensive looks last night, which is funny. It's, <laughs> when you look at the best offensive looks, it was Lagason from Mitch Marner. And then I think there were two or three Simone Benoit looks. I think it was funny. Yeah. He took a shot and he didn't score and he went, oh. but it's like, buddy, you have like one goal over the last two years. Where did you, where did you expect that puck to go? Sorry to cut you off there. No, you're, you're right. And, and like, listen, this is the thing with Benoit. I think people are still stuck in their head with like the analytic looks of like how he looked last year and the year before with Anaheim. But guess mm-hmm. what? Like, why why can it not be that his first season in the end, like basically his first full season in the NHL, was with a bad team and maybe he just didn't put up 
numbers here. Something about Benoit as well that like literally no one is willing to talk about here is that he's only 25 years old. Think about how patient we've been with Timothy Lilligren, who we've seen essentially have not listening. It definitely has more offensive upside than Benoit, but, he did, but we knew early on in his development, he didn't have a lot of offensive upside. He's a, a more of a defensive uh, defenseman who can kind of play in transition, but he's not that big. He's not that physical. He doesn't have that physical upside that Benoit has. He's only six months. Benoit is only six months older than Lilligren. It's not like these guys are years apart. And if we're going to think about development wise, why, why not? Why, 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 why is it so odd for Benoit to suddenly be good at 25 years old when majority of defensemen grow and mature at that age into becoming not NHL stars, but like that's kind of the trend we see with defensemen. They take a little bit longer compared to forwards to develop. And 25 is like that peak age of when, when they truly come into their own here. So that on top of, on top of all this, he's an RFA. That's like you have you have your decor essentially locked up for four players on your decor essentially locked up for next year with him in the mix here, and he's proven to work. So long winded answer, but I I'm I am anti this take. Like I I don't I don't think it makes any sense whatsoever to move Benoit at all. Okay, but if that helps you to not give up a first round pick, I don't care. Give up the first round pick. Over because, Simone Benoit? Like, what, what, are we ta- hold on, what are we talking about here? Benoit wouldn't be worth a first-round pick. That's no, the thing. he's not. You'd have to give more alongside Benoit with the first-round pick. You'd have to give, yeah, you'd have to give up a little bit. So you'd probably have to give Benoit plus the equivalent, like, plus whatever the equivalent makeup would be of a first-round pick. I think I'd Correct. rather part ways with a potential prospect that might come into our system and look good four years down the road than part ways with Benoit right now because, mm-hmm. like, I'm just thinking about, like, um, like the, the, in, in the sense of the first round pick, I'm not saying they're equal, I'm not saying Benoit is worth the first round pick, but I'm, I just mean like the asset of the first round pick, the returns you'll see on that is long, long, long away compared to what you're going to get with Benoit now. And you, Benoit could be like legit, a good player. Like we've seen a good sample of him being good defensively. What if he's actually just good? Like, what if he can contribute as a top four defenseman who's really good defensively? What if, like, his numbers are essentially as good as Chris Tanev's this year? What if he's just, like, a light version of Chris Tanev for the next five years? Wouldn't you want that on your team? Would you be willing to give that up so easily? Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, so, sorry, I, I cut you off there. I'll let you I'll let you state your, state your point. So, the more that I looked at, at first, I was like, yes, 100%, like, I don't care as long as it gets you a top four right D. But then I looked at what the lines would be if you were to move Benoit and you bring in Chris Tanev, we'll say. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason you need a right-handed defenseman because if you're able to move Jake McCabe back to his strong side, I think that's a bonus. It's a huge bonus there. Sure. So you have, say we have, so now you don't have Benoit. So you take away, so you don't have Benoit-McCabe pairing. Now you have McCabe and Tanev, whatever. Okay. You've already kind of realized you can't do Riley Brody, though. So then you have to move Brody to the left side. So now your three left-handed defensemen have suddenly become Riley, McCabe, and Brody, right? Mm -hmm. Your right-handed defensemen are Lilgren, and what's his name? Tanev. Just for the sake of the argument. Insert right hand, top four right hand. Tanev, Walker, yeah. any of Rasmus Ristolainen for all I give a shit. 
Erica Branson, whoever else you want to throw in there. Now you still have that hole though. Like I, I basically what I'm trying to say is your lineup of what you had before where it was Benoit McCabe and fill in the blanks of Riley Logan or whatever, or, Riley, or, or Brody Logan like you had before, and then Riley, whoever, versus when you go McCabe, Tanev, Brody Logan, Riley X, I feel like it's not like there isn't enough margin between those decors to warrant you getting rid of Simone Benoit, who then is under team control for next year as well. And then you can explore, Hey, how good does he look next year? And Mm -hmm. plus on top of that, the cap efficiencies that you're going to get from that next year are huge, which next year you need to be all about cap efficiencies. So that's why you're more likely to move picks than prospects in this, at this trade deadline, in my opinion. Right. So with that being said, in the situation that the Leafs are in, it becomes, I think the margin between who you're getting rid of, uh, between Benoit and who you're bringing in, it needs to be quite sizable because you have to take into effect not just this season, next season as well, and the cap for next season too. Like if you re-sign Chris Tanev, which he's from around this area, former Bowmanville Eagle, I believe it was, uh, and Markham Waxer. Like, he's going to want, he's getting paid four and a half now. He's probably going to want like three and a half for two years. Maybe get him down to three. Ben was, ben was making league minimum right now. He's not yeah. going for more than one and a half, one. One, we'll yeah, say. He like, has four wh- points right now. What, what's so you his get him RP? one by two. Yeah, what, what's his ARB case even going to look like? He's an arbitration eligible. Like, he, like, what's he going to get in ARB? Like, he's hasn't pl- he's this is going to be his second full season. Like, like so he's not going to get a lot, but yeah. he looks good. Like the the, the 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 not warning signs. The signs are there that he could be a legitimate exactly. contributor for her. For and for on top team. of that, the physicality that he brings that Tanev doesn't bring. That's something else to consider, especially absolutely laid someone too. out last game. Uh, that's because it's Barb. So the one thing, the past two games that they've played uh, the Knights, Barbashev has gotten hit and he jumps. So then it just makes it look even big. Like Logason <laughs> laid, they didn't show a replay, <laughs> laid him out. He's like a foot up. His, the amount of air that he got on the Logason hit <laughs> makes no sense. And then when you watch the Benoit, he jumps and he spins as well. I've never seen a hockey player do that. And I can't remember if when I was watching him last year, I mm. noticed that too, where I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, wh- yeah. Why are you jumping and spinning like that? You're going to get hurt anyways. Um, but yeah, the hit, the, the Benoit hits tape was not bad. I, I put that together. That's on Twitter as well. We'll uh, it's funny Twitter, because right. right after, right after I put that out, he had the, the coyotes game, which was his worst game of the season by 10 miles. But like, look at last night, the Leafs got shelled last night. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his time on ice was, but he had the best results. Him and McCabe had the best results out of any Leafs player. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and 21, 31, not bad. Yeah. And you, you mentioned this, obviously it's nice. Like, and we mentioned this and we just talked about six left-handed D that's not ideal, but like, Continuity wise, the pairing of Benoit and McCabe works, period. Like, period. It's it's been working. Yeah. I feel like 
right? And McCabe, I, I understand he's been on his off wing and that's not been the best. Um, but like, it's I not like know. he's he's making it work. The pair is making it work. And that's the most important thing, I think. That is the most so important thing. So my other argument was where my other argument was, can you bring Benoit McCabe into the playoffs knowing what happened to Be- uh, McCabe last year in the playoffs under a heavy four check? But the, the problem is with that, was he not playing on his left-hand side anyway? So if the, is that, is that going to, so yeah. is that going to even matter then? So if you switch him over to the left side and let's say hypothetically, you do do this, right? Mm-hmm. It, like, is that going to help with McCabe breaking the puck out? Like maybe no. Right. I guess, I guess that's kind of a different question. Pardon? Yeah, that, that is an entire possibility. I think that having Brody playing, he was definitely playing injured in the playoffs last year. Yeah. So, but you know, now he's playing his off wing like in the playoffs there. It, it amplifies the defenseman's ability to move the puck is what I'm saying. And is he good enough to be playing his off wing in the playoffs? I haven't noticed any issues yet, but it's a, it's a question. Truth is, we're not going to be able to tell. But also at the same time, the compet- the quality of competition is definitely lighter this field than compared to last year's field. If we're just going to be like, other than Fl- Florida, maybe uh, like Florida. Florida is about the same. The, uh, the other Florida forwards that we could have potentially played, the, the quality of competition is lesser. I would say so. Um, hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's sure. a good little bow on the on that uh, on this. The, the Benoit stuff. I, I would keep him. Uh, he, he could be Gustav Forsling. Who knows? Guy was on put on waivers before he went to Florida, right? That's so, true. Like 25. He's, I re- remember, he's only 20. He's only 25 years old. He literally just turned 25 in September. He's younger than yeah. me, which makes me feel really fucking old. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, to, to summarize my point, I just didn't see. I didn't see enough improvement with him being out of that lineup. That's especially fair. for next season as well. I thought I would have, but when I like I did what I wanted, okay, McCabe back to the left side, Tanov on the right. There were still a lot of holes where I'm like, hmm, is this is this worth it? Um, I will ask a lot of on the panel last night they kept bringing up Ilya Labushkin's name. No, miss me with that. Like honestly, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Like I would, I wouldn't give like a lot of, for him though. Period. So I wouldn't give like a fifth. Yeah, that like that. Maybe I wouldn't give a either. like third, third, third is too much for me. Fifth, maybe. He's not. He's not that good. Like he doesn't. Yeah. Like is is he's over the hill maybe. So over the hill. I think he's born in like 1996. He's definitely not over 30. He's 29, 30. But like he's he looked 29. better. Like. That's when you start to, you know. Anyways, I don't. I, I'd be disappointed if your move is Labushkin at the deadline. I'll tell you that sure. for free. The right hand D market is very slim, so we'll the talk about that next episode. Is slim outside of like Jake Gensel, allegedly, which there, yeah. is he even going to get moved? Who knows? We'll talk about that though next week. With trade deadlines like creeping up on us, and like it feels like no one's talked like because there's no everyone's Jake. pretending like they're they're competing, but like no one. None of those teams are going to be in it in, in that race. There's like four teams in the wild card in the West. Like, there's a lot less teams that are out. That's the thing. Like yeah. right now, the Flyers hold all the cards. Oh, will the Flyers move Walker? Will the Flyers move Lawton? Will the Flyers move mm-hmm. Ristolainen? The Flyers have a 71 percent chance to make the playoffs right now. That's nuts. Yeah, 71. 
And the devils are slowly creeping back, creeping back, creeping back. So now people are asking, is Toffoli available? Is Matt Roy available? Because the Kings are the Kings are kind of back on track, but yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So I think that pretty much wraps up everything though for today. Do you have any other last comments to throw in there? That's it for me. Gonna keep running. Uh running that 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 marathon pace, half marathon pace. Hopefully the Leafs can tag along with me and, and marathon their way to the top of the standings. Ooh, love it. Great way to end it. Thanks everyone for listening. Go Leafs go.